Welcome to another episode of That's Some Crazy Shit. I am Kelly and my co-host is James. Thank you very much. It's been, you know, it's been pretty cool, Kel, to have three three seasons already. Three seasons. And the season for us is about 13 weeks, about 13 episodes, an episode running every Saturday. So anyway, I'm so excited. Season three, we're kicking off with a guest. Uh, we had, um, you know, James, we had talked about the Akashic Record before, talked about how I always wanted a reading and we met somebody who does exactly that. That was and a trip. Had our Akashic readings. It was a trip. Her name is Joe Figure. Say your last name for me, James. I think it's Figuris. Figuris. Joe Figuris. And Joe is a Akashic Soul Blueprint reader. She incorporates numerology and astrology into her readings. She also makes jewelry which I did not know this, James, and she incorporates the astrology and the numerology into her jewelry design for her clients as well. That's cool. Yeah, I did not know that. She is totally cool. She gave me and James both a reading. We both spent an hour with her and it was fantastic. I've never had an Akashic reading before, so I was really excited. It was very... It was very cool. It really was. Uh, I think what, what really stood out to me was, I want to say, the accuracy. Yes. It was definitely some crazy shit. I can't wait to talk to her. James, we should just go ahead and get started. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the podcast. You're going to say her last name. I'm going to say her first name. Welcome to the podcast, Joe Figuris. Let's do it. Joe, thank you so much for being on the podcast and being a part of that some crazy shit. I'm so excited that you are here. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and I have been looking forward to this all week. So um, what a fun experience it's going to be. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Ever since we talked earlier this week, I've been excited. Yay. So, you know, one of the things that me and James always talk about when we talk about crazy shit is the Akashic Record. That's one of the things that was always fascinating. And I had only heard of it maybe maybe five years ago. James, what's your experience? Well, I had, I had heard of it a while ago, but I didn't understand, I guess, what it was. I mean, and I've heard that people were able to tap into it. Like they say Tesla was able to tap into it. And all these people who had all these, you know, uh, Da Vinci. And they say these people could tap into it and get all this advanced knowledge and I, I just never understood how they could do that. And so it's always been interesting too, to me. So Joe, explain to us what it is and how it works and how you got into it. Okay. For me personally, the Akasha is an energy, right? It's a dimension that you tap into. So when um, a spirit, or I'm sorry, a medium um, connects with a spirit, it's because they're tapping into just another dimension, another energy. And that's what the Akasha is. A lot of people think of it or describe it as a library. Um, I think that's just for the human perception, right? We need tangible things to connect. A lot of people will think of it or describe it as a book. And so it's just easier for people. But it is actually an energy. It's another dimensional energy. How did you know when you had tapped in to this energy? So I know that this was, this is what I meant to do. This was something that was written in my soul blueprint. I've known the word Akasha since I was a little girl, but I didn't know what it meant, right? It was just this word that would pop up into my head every now and again. And then once I got older, I don't know, maybe in my thirties or my forties, um, there were several instances where I tried to learn how to open the Akashic records. Um, I had learned a little bit more about it. I got a book, I joined classes, whatever. Every single time I would go to learn this, I would, the, the book would not interest me. I'd get like a chapter in and I just couldn't 
the class would get scheduled or rescheduled or canceled. It was this this sort of crazy synchronicities that, that I was experiencing. I'm like, finally, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm just not going to, I'm, I'm just not meant to learn the Akasha. I mean, I was still an intuitive and I was doing like tarot and oracle readings and, and uh, you know, readings of that nature. But and then one day, um, I had scheduled a trade with another friend of mine who was a channel. And all of a sudden, my ears in the morning, they were blocked. So it was like I was under, I had water in my ears. And I called her and I said, I uh, have to cancel. Uh, I can't come because I don't know what's going on with my ears. I have to go to the doctor. And she's like, hold on a second. She's like, oh, you're getting a new ability. And and I, of course, I trust her implicitly. She's a she's a badass channel um and i'm like wait a minute what what what's my new ability she's like hold on hold on she took a minute and she's like oh you're going to learn the akashic records and i was like oh oh all right well i'll be over there in 10 minutes so so it was (laughs) i got over there she read me and my spirit guides came through i met a new spirit guide who I had been sensing in my readings for about a week prior to that. And I was like, who is this woman who's standing to my left? It was an energy, a female energy, very loving. I wasn't, you know, afraid or worried or anything. I was just like, who is this person? Like, what? how can I help you, spirit? And they never answered. So I'm like, all right, fine. Um, and that that's who she was. She's, she's what's called the gatekeeper guide. And the gatekeeper guide is typically a spirit guide that presents themselves to mediums when they're meant to actually um, start giving readings of, you know, a mediumistic nature. So, so at that point, then I... So do only mediums have gatekeeper guides? No, anybody that um, works with a spirit guide. Well, okay. You know, actually, I'm not going to, I guess I don't want to limit my answer to not about being right or wrong, but it's about, you could open that up. If you work with spirit guides, if you can communicate with spirits, uh, even earthbound spirits, right? You have a spirit guide that is sort of like your bouncer. Um, A lot of times if I'm working with somebody and they're not really open to the messages, I'll ask Oma, that's her name, Oma to step in and help translate that for me because I just can't get anything from the person. So um, I'm going to say no, but yes. (laughs) Do you know know how that? (laughs) Yeah, I think that anybody that interacts with spirits has a guide. Anyway, so from there, I, um, I, you know, I asked her, I'm like, Jane, well, how am I going to, um, you know, how am I going to learn it? Is it a book, a class? I was so excited. She's like, oh, no, no, you're going to channel it. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, what? I'm, no, you know, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And it, you know, I was so disappointed, but I tell you what, the next three nights, my ears would plug up and that was my sign to sit down, shut up and start typing. And I channeled the entire the history of the akasha they told me what i would be doing uh, my uh, my prayer how to open it and then just all sorts of other things i have it all written down it's really cool one day i'm gonna write a book about it that's cool yeah that's cool. cool that is really cool so when you channel or when you tap in to the Akasha and you did it for me and James which I thought was really cool because prior to us even meeting you I told James I really want to have my Akasha record read I I read about it you see all these meditations on YouTube on how to open it but I always felt that there was more to it than that right there just has to be so I would always tell James I really want this done so when we came across you and then you said you would do it I was incredible incredibly excited right because i'm just like oh this is always something i want done because for those that don't know explain explain what it is explain what you said it's an energy but it's an energy of supposed to be all the knowledge of everything that ever was correct yes present future past present future parallel you know dimensions and lifetimes time is a human construct and that's sort of the foundation of the teachings of the akasha time doesn't exist it only exists for humans again we need that tangible sort of um you know reference point and um you know that's what the akasha is it is for all intents and purposes it is the database of the universe right the cloud um, um, of the universe and anything that you need you can just type in a search request it ask for it and then that information comes down 
different depending on the um, clairvoyant, I'm sorry, the clair, the intuitive strengths of the Akashic reader, that determines how they read. Some people read, um, some people are channels, 100% they channel. Other people will access it via clairvoyance, uh, others clairaudience. It, an Akashic reader is as different and unique as, um, you know, any other type of, of intuitive um, it, just depends on how they get the messages Mm. can can anybody access it absolutely historically you know back in like the 30s or the 40s or even prior to that it was thought that you know you only the chosen people could access it was a very sacred teaching and now you know spirit is like the akasha is is it comes from everyone it is of everyone and you can absolutely there's never been a question that i've asked the akasha that they won't answer or give me a reason why the person can't know that or doesn't need to know that or why it's not accessible at this point. I think that is so fascinating. That is so cool to me. Yeah. So when you do your readings, Joe, you use the Akasha, but you also use numerology. And I noticed that you kind of blend them together to kind of read the person. So I'm I'm interested in how you decided that those were the real the two modalities that you would use along with your connection to your spirit guides. I was just absolutely fascinated when you did us and we'll get into that and James I hopefully you'll talk about yours too but how did you decide that this is how you were going to it was all going to come together. I really love how I use it too, right? I mean, and that has been sort of um, a work in progress. When I first started doing them, it was very straightforward. I would open, I would say the prayer, open the record, and then just specifically ask the questions that the person asked, that the person was interested in. Um, But over time, I found numerology. And numerology, I call it the bones of the soul blueprint. So as my interest and um, my knowledge sort of grows within the Akasha or tapping into this energy, um, I became interested in soul blueprints, right? The document that's created in the pre-life planning stage by us, our higher selves, saying this is who I'm going to be, this is, you know, how I'm going to, um, these are the goals that I'm going to set for in my life, this is going to, I'm going to look like this, I'm going to be female, I'm going to have, you know, brown skin, you know, like I do, and I'm going to pick my parents, and all of these things. Um, And the more that I got interested in numerology and I started researching it and doing it, I realized numerology is, um, like I said, it's like the bones of the soul blueprint. And that soul blueprint is our life purpose. And of course, the Akasha is about learning about your life purpose and your karma and your balance and your gifts and all of the things that hold you back. So it was just this beautiful marriage that just sort of came together. I thought it blended really well. Yeah. So I'm 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 really interested in numerology because they say, you know, that comes from your birthday, yeah. the number of letters in your names and so forth and all of those things make up numerology and so that's another way to kind of figure out who you are yes. as well, right? Yes. Your purpose or whatever it is that you're trying to do. So when you are blending all these things and you are telling people about themselves yeah right are you getting are you getting that are you getting that from the numerology because numerology is kind of like astrology yes it's similar to astrology and and when i say that because me and james had this conversation right where if you're a if you're a a five like i think my my soul number your soul urge is a five yes Yes, my soul urge number is a five. But doesn't a five have a certain characteristics like the astrology sign Leo has certain yes. characteristics? Yes, absolutely. Correct. 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 Okay. It's interesting because when I review 
um, your numbers in an Akashic reading. I am reading the numbers. I am not reading you specifically. But what happens is when these numbers, when you resonate with these numbers, that raises your vibrational field. Because how I read another person is based on their electromagnetic field, their aura, their um, soul, whatever you want to call it, their etheric field. That's what I connect with. And when the emotions, when you're sitting there going, yes, 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 your vibrational frequency is rising, it's rising, and what's the, what it's doing is sort of fortifying, and it's giving spirit a, a stronger foundation on which to connect with me. So your, your, your emotions, I'm connecting with your emotions, and then spirit's coming in, and then that's activating my clairaudience, uh, my inner ear hearing, my external ear hearing, my clairvoyance, my clairsentience, where I sense, and then of course my other clair, my claircognizance, where I just know things. I don't know how I know them, they just come to me. So all of those intuitive abilities are really fortified within that energy and the more spot on I am, the more you know excited you are, and then the more the stronger the messages then come through. That's honestly that's the science behind psychic by reading somebody. You're reading their electromagnetic field. That's what you're doing. You're you're receiving information telepathically, clairvoyantly, and clairsentiently through their electromagnetic field. It is so sciencey that it is there's no woo woo to it it's it's i love that about it <laughs> no woo i like no. that <laughs> and it's funny because james you're over here you're over here chuckling at what she's saying so i'm shaking I'm my head yes yeah because is that how your reading was it was it was exactly like joe said you know it, i went in i was just so anxious you know going in and then you know as we were talking and she's you know, telling me these how the numbers correspond to me. She was describing me, Kelly, and I want you. I kept saying, oh, "Joe, I want Kelly to hear this because, I mean, she was. It was like she knew me all these years. What she was telling me, it was incredible how accurate it was. And, and so, I kept, and I just kept, you know, like she said, I was my emotions. I was. It was a roller coaster. It was. It was really good, though. Did Did you feel like when she talked about? the things that you need to be doing or your life purpose or your soul imprint. Did you feel like, man, how did you know, Joe? Or were you like, no, I never really thought about that before. What was your experience? It's interesting that you said that because uh, when we were talking about it, my I've, I've worked in education for 30 years. And so I've always thought I'd have to be kind of pigeon-toed into that profession of education. Then when Joe and I were talking, she said that it would be good for maybe me to learn how to use meditation to help the population I work with. So it'd still be in that field, but it'd be, you know, in a different vein where I could maybe show outside the box a way to help these kids. And that was a new perspective for me. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So, Joe, did you tell James that he should meditate? <laughs> so what came through his reading is that he is like a humanitarian, right? He is that person. He's that nurturer. He's that person who really just wants to help everybody on a global scale, but also in personal scale. And so there was a very loving and nurturing energy that came through. And so in order to help share that with others, yes, teach them meditation going in slowing their breathing and really sort of take a more holistic aspect or develop, you know, just an intro um, holistic plan that he can then share with his with his um, students it would definitely benefit him and give him another aspect of his career that will sort of energize you, right? Instead of the same old thing after 30 years. Or any or, or you know, even from draining. I you. think somebody else has told James to meditate as well. I think somebody else said <laughs> okay, now meditate, but now we're I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> now I'm not an expert or anything. No, but see it just James. it just reaffirms what you said, my friend. <laughs> I had told him that a long time ago. Now dang it, James, now we're both in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, but the things you was sure. telling me it was funny it, it, was, it was a different perspective and I liked that Yeah. and it, I, she also told me I was empathic or an empath and I was 
thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe that's why after a day at work, I come home, I'm exhausted, man. Because you get those kids and you get all these emotions going and, you know, maybe yeah. it just takes more out of me than I thought. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what well, happens with empaths. she told me, she told me that I was incredibly psychic. She is. She right? Is. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't, and it's so funny because me and James have had these conversations and just lately, because when we first started doing the podcast, right, we would say things like, I would say things like, God, James, we should have a guest. And then boom, a guest would pop up like out of nowhere. Right. And it would be weird, weird things like this. And, and I would say things and they would happen. Yeah. Right. But I never really put two and two together. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. James is my witness because I don't think anybody would believe. (laughs) Well, I think she does a really good job of manifesting things. I really do, Joe. You know, she's, she's always talked about it and, you know, I can sit and say, yeah, I've seen, I've seen her manifest things. Her, her so. numbers support that. She, Kelly, you, you're a life path five. You're an expression eight, but you're also a personality eight. That's double. Fives and eights are masters at manifestation. And then your birthday number is the 11-2 master number, and that's where all of your psychic abilities come from. So those two work in conjunction with each other, and you're like, I think of it, um, you know, um, think of it, and, and it just comes into fruition. So for sure. And it does. Yeah. And that's what's crazy to me. Because, you know, everything, like even even lately, I'll be talking to James or he'll say something or I'll say something. And then the next day or a day later, something, you know, syncs up with exactly what we said. It is crazy. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Some crazy I'll tell you what else she told me. Let me tell you what else she told me since we're podcasting. She told me, because I was like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Me and James have this wonderful podcast. James talks about taking it to another level. What are we supposed to be doing? And she told me, James, interesting enough, that I am destined to be doing something with either books or publishing or a conglomerate, maybe books, podcast, and publishing all under one umbrella. And, uh, she did say she's on board. So, <laughs> a media company. Right on. Yes, like a media company. <laughs> yes, a media. Uh, yep, that's that's what came through and I thought it was so funny um that you know I'm like uh, what's with this with publishing? She's like, "Well, I am a publisher." And I'm like, "What?" Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy how accurate she was. It's like it's like crazy scary. And so Joe, when you are reading people, do you have people come back time and time again to to ask questions, you know, to, to have you access the record and ask questions maybe about their future or, or about their past lives? Or do you, do you have people that come on like a regular basis that will come to you? I do have regulars, but I recommend that you, you get an Akashic reading first, right? Because that's going to give you, um, you know, really everything to show you. It's going to give you the tools to show you where you are out of alignment with your soul blueprint and what needs to be done to bring yourself into alignment, okay? Then you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You have to do the inner work, the self-work, whatever, right? Shadow work, whatever they call it. You're going to have to do that. Um, Once you are back into alignment, then you start to see synchronicities and opportunities. And that's when I recommend um, when you're at a good place, right, where you're at a place where life is flowing and you're really happy that you then book up, uh, you book a second um, reading with me as a spirit guide reading, right? Because then we connect specifically to your spirit guides, um, you know, and then where you can ask questions or get deeper insight into the things that you're experiencing. Um, so, but then, but I also have people that will book refreshers or whatever, but I don't rec, I recommend, you know, six months, don't book another reading for another six months unless, you know, you have like a major life change or a catalytic event or something like that. So do, does the Akasha, does it help you identify where maybe you're stuck energetically yeah maybe you know how they say your 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 chakras can be 
stuck or out of whack? Does it kind of show you like where you need to like focus and maybe how to do that? Absolutely. And that's why these readings are so effective with helping people, you know, change the direction of their life. You know, I'll, and, and that's based on the numerology. Okay. So for instance, Kelly, your, um, your expression number and personality number is an eight, right? That's the powerhouse. And so some of the lower tendencies of the eight can be a little bit um, stuck, stuck in your mind, like my way or the highway, you know, not as, as negative as that, but yeah. <laughs> right? Right? I know, I'm shocked. I'm shocked to hear this. Right? So... So in that instance, you know, I would say to you, well, if this is something that you experience to a great deal in your life where you're finding that it's causing you problems or conflict, right? A lot of people, maybe somebody says, you know, I can't work with you because it's your way or the highway. And you realize that this is creating a conflict in your life and it's something that needs to be changed. Then what I would tell you is to bring in... Um, more of um, an emotion or a trait or develop a coping mechanism that brings balance to that, right? Then you would want to learn to maybe be more collaborative or, you know, to start saying, okay, this is this is how I want it, but tell me why you want it your way. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So when we bring those those we, when we learn new um, coping mechanisms, they actually become traits that are positive and that support our goals. Um, and wow, that's when we come into balance when we and when the manifestation really kicks in. So, James, what was your soul urge number? Do you remember? Mm, all I remember were double sevens and double nines. Yeah. James, what was his number? James is a soul urge nine. He's the humanitarian. So he's the humanitarian and the seeker. Um, but his life path is a six. The six is the nurturer. So he's a sixes and he's got sixes and sevens and nines. He's in a seven year. And the next year is going to be an eight year, which is his personal year. So the seven is the seeker. The nine is the humanitarian and the six is the nurturer. So that's in a nutshell. That's who he is, is a seeking and knowledge seeking humanitarian nurturer that sums him up so well so when you say that his next year is a personal year what does that mean for him okay that's my year yes so 2021 is a seven year for him so basically he's experiencing all of the traits both positive and um i hate the term negative but challenging um in this year Um, he's in a seven year and so everything that he's experiencing is inherent in the number seven okay seeking knowledge looking for answers um really um you know trying to bring balance to the external world and the spiritual um he's a spiritual seeker okay 2021 but in 2022 he's going to move into that eight year which is about the powerhouse numerology runs in nine year cycles one through nine and then um there are also uh, master numbers 11 22 and 33 um, that's why you are an 11 2 um, birthday um, because of those master numbers master numbers um, bring a lot more challenges to our life path or our life purpose or our numerology chart it's called the core chart a lot more challenges but <laughs> Kelly's agreeing. Kelly's like, yes. I know she's over there. Yes. Uh, lots of challenges. Lots of challenges. But uh, master numbers, um, your triumphs are also um, just greater than the average number. So. Um, because we're kick-ass. That's right. When we do triumph, That's we're right. kick-ass. It's true. It's you, true. T- you told me something and it's been in my head the whole time. You had said to me, you're like, Kelly, you know, you're like this psychic. And if you were to like work with me for six weeks, nobody could touch you. You'd be badass. I and so know, in she my, told me that. <laughs> yes. I was like, it's true. I, I, she told me I could be this badass psychic, James, yes. and you could be the empath. And then we could be <laughs> yep. like these uh, Avengers that go out and save the world, right? <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be a great movie. <laughs> you could be, be awesome. <laughs> but it's true. I tell, I tell so many of my clients that have master numbers in their charts that if you develop these consistently, you will be able to call yourself a psychic or a medium or a channel or whatever. And for you, James, you are an, he, he, James is like an uber empath, basically. Like he's the epitome of empath, which is 
your strongest intuitive abilities would be clairsentient. You are the master of sensing things. You know things and you don't know how you know them. You just know them. You sense them. And so you pick up on a lot of unspoken words, unspoken emotions. You know, you just know what's going on under the surface. Whereas Kelly, you are as as the um, master um like the master number 11 too is the um the inspired healer um your psychic abilities you sense just as well as james does but then you're able to glean details and information out of that that's where your psychic abilities come into play see that's why we're a good team yeah (laughs) and that's so funny because when you're talking i'm thinking god that would explain a lot yeah. Right. Because James always says things like because we did an episode once and somebody said somebody had told James a while ago that he has portals in his house. Oh, that spirits come and go in his house. He has portals in his house. And so James always says he senses yeah. things. He never says he says any, he sees anything. But you he know, will funny. say to me, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He'll say, oh, you know, Kelly, I sense something weird but he never says i see something weird he always says i sense it yeah so that's that's very interesting there is a a difference when i'm doing readings um i if i sense something i'm not seeing it i'm not hearing it i'm just sort of what is that what is that and that's typically what i'll say tell me about this what is that um but then there are times when I see something and I will say, well, I'm seeing this or I'm hearing this, but yeah, a lot of times I'll say I'm sensing this. So there is a big difference. There's a subtle difference. Somebody had told me that they were afraid to get these types of readings because they're afraid that either they won't, that nothing will be picked up on or that there'll be a void. But everybody makes a soul blueprint. Yes. Nobody is void, right? No, no. There, you know, there are people that I'm just not able to read. And I just had um, a recent reading that that just they were not open to the they weren't open to anything and they weren't open you know how at the very beginning of the reading why I take where I take you down into that little mini meditation and I say you know open up to the messages of the Akasha open up to my energy open up to the messages and the clarity and the guidance from your spirit guides guardians angels all of that right open 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 some people are not and they don't want to hear it and they they are like yeah that doesn't sound like me everything that i read from their numbers you know they're multitasking they're eating and texting during i mean it's it's ridiculous and i can't get anything i i, I can't develop a connection and i can't get anything so there are those people then there are others who um I've never experienced this, but uh, I have a number of intuitive and psychic, um, you know, friends. And one of my friends told me that she read somebody one time and she wasn't getting anything. And anytime she would close her eyes, she would get a black. It was like just just nothing, right? Like a closed door. And so, you know, she told, um, you know, her client, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm just not getting anything. I must have an off day or something like that. And so she refunded the client's money and the client went about the day and she said, you know, just book back, check back in like a couple weeks and book again. We'll try again. And then the lady passed away. And so then, um, you know, my friend was like, that's why I couldn't get anything because there was nothing to get. There was nothing to see. She had come to the end of her soul blueprint and it was time for her to pass back over. There was nothing. And they certainly weren't going to tell her that. Right. So it was like radio silence. So tell us about the soul blueprint. You said that everybody makes one. Yeah. So some somebody might say, well, if that's the case, then why did I make yep. my life so incredibly hard? Yep. Why wouldn't I have made my life this great life? So tell me about the soul blueprint. The, the soul blueprint. So you're writing this document, but you're writing it from the perspective of your higher self, right? So you're a higher being in the fifth dimension, which is, for lack of a better term, heaven, the other side, whatever. Um, we don't experience those lower energies of fear, doubt, worry you know, whatever, anything that we write in our soul blueprint or experience that we write for ourselves, it's all about, you know, that higher spiritual growth. I'm going to write myself as, you know, this 
maybe having a, a terminal illness and overcoming it, or you know, having you know something that you would question and say, "Why in the hell would I write this for myself?" Because in spirit, we're like, "This is going to give me an amazing amount of spiritual growth." And it's not until we get here and we're like, "I don't know what I was thinking," right? Because now we have. Not only we're experiencing life through those six senses that we don't experience on the other side. So, would you say that you write the soul blue, the blueprint as your higher being because you're trying to, I guess, maybe get to the next level? Yes. You know, you're trying to experience whatever that is that you're trying to experience that maybe you didn't learn. Somebody had said, and James, correct me if I'm wrong. We have talked to so many people that talk about past lives and, and coming back and, and all that good stuff. And somebody had said that the reason why you keep coming back or reincarnation is to learn the lessons that you didn't learn yep. before. Yeah. Is that what you're writing in your soul blueprint is to learn those lessons that you didn't learn the last time? Yes. Is there a time that you that you learn all the lessons and there's no more lessons to be learned? You know, I think that there is always a lesson to be learned because we don't know what, I mean, we have no idea of the mysteries of the universe. What if there's a whole new level, right? We're in this one. We have to go through the ascension process in order to be full-time um, a fifth dimensional being, which is you don't need a physical body, right? But then what after that? What's, what is out there? What if there's a whole other universe and we start again after we ascend to this level, then we start again at level one, it, it, going through another life process. So that's one of the great mysteries is that we don't know. But what I do know is that if you leave this life with accumulated karma that needs to be balanced um, or a spiritual lessons that you haven't completely grasped and integrated um, into your you know own self-actualization then those sort of go on the list for the next life right and you know maybe it'll be a different part of the world you'll be a different race you'll be a different sex you'll be you know into you'll experience a whole new circumstance like external circumstances but internally you're going to experience the same things that's why i have such a a compassion for um you know people that take their own lives it's it's like it's like going to like to summer camp as a kid right you just you sometimes you just it's too much you just miss home and you just want to go home because it's just too much and you know a lot of times people that take their lives are called selfish but that's that's not at all what it is it's it's a it's an honor um when it when i was reading one of my clients one time um a spirit came through um and she had the spirit that had that came through had committed suicide and she had told she told me um, for my client and said that embodying is like winning a gold medal it is the most prized possession of a spirit is to be able to embody so going into it there's no way a spirit would say i'm going to take my own life because then that's the whole life is sort of like you know a wash um, in some ways and so we have to understand how precious human life is to spirit um, in order to sort of have more compassion for people that take their own. So I got a little, I got off on a little tangent there, but hopefully that answered your question. No, that's good. Joe. And, and I always think, I always think it's so tragic that these people, you know, feel that they can't reach out to someone for help. You know, even there, even though there's people surround them that would help them. Yeah. You know, they just feel like they can't get that help and I always thought that was really sad yeah it's it's sad and just that spiritually when you look at it from a spiritual aspect they're just like this isn't what I thought it was I want to go home I just I, I'm done I want to go home and it's just like being homesick or you know I don't know being in a terrible movie <laughs> I, I mean I would never you know simplify it that much because there are human emotions involved but you know similar Right. When you are looking at the Akashic Record, is it set in stone or does it change? Can you change it? Can you change your future? You can't change your past because it's already done, right? right? But can you change the future? The Akasha is 
fluid and flowing because remember it's all energy and we're given you know we write this document for ourselves or map or you know um, however uh, you choose to see it but we're also given free will and free will is all about decisions and choices and do we make choices that support the goals that we set for ourselves when we're aligned with our soul blueprint or are we one of those people who just keep making these choices that result in just you know what I we term you know like a shit show you know just people that live these lives that are just you look at them and you're like holy crap that person is just really struggling with life um and that's a result of free will so yeah that's why we need to learn to make really good choices or or choices and that's why everybody's on a different path and a different um level yeah now when we had spoken you had told me about a past life of mine and I tried to explain it to Kelly and we were getting kind of caught up. I told her, you said I was a merchant in the 1300s. Yep. And I had a small stall where I did my business and she couldn't get past it. The, were, the stall, she kept thinking the horse I stall. Kept, I was thinking of a horse stall. <laughs> so like, like, what, you had like a little, a little stall that you so rented out. Terminology you know? You know, so he said a kiosk, and that made sense to me, right? But when he said stall, I was like, "So wait a minute!" So it's like you just rented out this one singular horse stall, yeah, right. and that was your little that's business. How, that's how that's not much of a business, it. James. <laughs> Listen, that is Kelly's eight. Her eight is expressing herself as she needs to get into the breeds and the details and can't get past those details. <laughs> it's like, until that makes sense, we're not going anywhere. We're not talking about anything until that makes sense. Listen, I'm going to throw a little wrench in the work. So I actually have written down here, small store. So either I said it wrong oh, sorry, or, you wrote it, or you heard it wrong. And this I, think I, I think I, I said it wrong. And it was all for nothing. So it wasn't a small. It was a store. It was a store. Store, my bad. When, when he said small stall, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like a horse right? stall? He's like, no, like a stall. I was like, but that's what a stall is. We have like a 20 minute argument about the stall that he had right so right. now we we know that it's a store james it was right. a store. listen it could have been <laughs> me. so it was bigger than a kiosk it, yes it could have been me mispronouncing it because i had a past life where i was a blacksmith and i had a stall and it wasn't it was similar to a horse stall it was like an open-aired workshop you know so um i could have called it a stall but it was know. a store it was a store and That's he wanted funny. more well, you had at least you had a business. She told me in my past life that I was a slave, yeah, and I was chained to a wall, and they only let me out of the chains to work. It was a horrible it life. It was Kelly, not a good life. Like, great. That sounds. <laughs> but this, this, this is not horrible, man. This reading is not going the way I had planned at all, Joe. <laughs> That's why I, I love past lives so much. And so, you know, a lot of times when I only come off of what, what I call like see like a, a disempowering past life, at the end of the reading, I'll be like, okay, Spirit, now can you show us an empowering, fun past life so that they know that their life hasn't always been, you know, crappy <laughs> or in the past anyway, um, which we didn't do that with you. Um, so we should have. I Normally I do that, but. Yeah, everybody has wonderful, enriching, beautiful, happy lives. And then there are also those lives that define us. That Actually, the reason that that life came forward is because that life directly related to this life in that you have karma to work through that where any area of your life where you feel disempowered, you need to really step into that power. And I think that's what they were trying to tie in with that multimedia company. Like that's a way to really empower yourself. And, and you others. did make it make, you did make it make sense. Yeah. You did make it make sense, but it didn't start no. off all positive. Cause I had told her, I said, I always thought my past life that I was a gangster because I have this thing about the mob. I have she does, a fascination, an obsession with the mob. And she was like, well, then you probably were. Yeah. She goes, if that's what you feel, then you probably would. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because we talked about this. I have always felt drawn to Louisiana and New Orleans area. Oh, yeah. I love Cajun food, Creole, yeah. you know. I just tell them, I, I like Zydeco music, you know. It's like, who listens to Zydeco music, James? You know, 
And I've uh, and I wondered if I was, you know, past life, if I may have been down there. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. See. So this is where this is how it works. So I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. Basically, I get the tingles, and then I feel like like all of a sudden I'm just sort of like a little bit high, right? Like that's what comes over me. So, um, you actually, yes, you lived in on the Louisiana Bayou. Um, it was there's they're showing me the Gulf, the Gulf, like the coast, like the rounded coast, and you're actually a fisherman. Um, now you too specifically had the same past life or you shared that past life together this isn't your first go round here because also for you Kelly they're showing you as um 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 uh oh gosh what is it it's there's like a head dressing um a healer a healer um um like a, a bayou healer um working with um spirit spirit and energy spirit and energy all right so that typically that makes sense because a lot of times past lives will always tie together those intuitive gifts so you're you're you can tap into those and you know that you're going to be tapping into like ancestral um uh, I, I won't really say ancestral because you don't know who your ancestors are i mean when we we, we incarnate into a brand new body so um it, it's it's not the same so anyway but you guys yeah they're showing me how you guys are together in that life too you're friends so we were together yeah. in a past life yep, that's what they're showing me Aww. they're showing me yeah this isn't your first rodeo we were friends yes and a lot of times people that do you know come together um you know and have lifelong friendships and that sort of thing well you are members of the same soul group but also the same soul family so you know if if i were to actually open up both of your records and ask to be shown then they would show me probably a series of lives um they're showing me a pyramid right now so uh, that means there's probably a life in um in in egypt where you that you shared together um and so if i really sit in this energy they'll just start bringing me more symbols and signs and details again it has the build but Interesting. Um, yeah, it's cool when that comes. We might have to do a, a session with all three of us. Yeah, yeah. That says a lot because me and James, like I said, you know, me and James have known one another literally since kindergarten, and even though we went to different schools as we got older, we have always stayed in touch. Yeah. Isn't that a trip? Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. It's a soul yeah. connection. All these years, Kelly's moved all over. Wow. Soul connection. So that I would, was a little unexpected, but cool. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens randomly. I would call you guys soulmates, actually. Um, and soulmates aren't, they're, they're, they're not, soulmates are, it's not, they're not romantic. Soulmates are actually souls that have created soul contracts to come together to help each other um, move forward on their path and um, all of that stuff, but also people that you have, you know, deep bonds with too, so. She's my sister from another mister. Right. He's my brother from another mother. So yeah. that explains so much. Yeah. Joe, I we want to thank you for being with us today. If somebody wanted a reading, because obviously you do readings over Zoom and stuff. If somebody wanted to reach out and have you do a reading for them, how would they get a hold of you? The wokeakashic.com. That is the easiest way to get in touch with me. And you can see all of the things I do. You can catch a video. Um, and then you can also check out um, um, just all sorts of other offerings that I have. And from somebody who's actually been read by you and sat down and spent an hour with you, I would say it is one of the more informative readings that I've ever had. You told me a lot of things that I, I thought I knew, but you confirmed them for me. Excellent. Um, and so it was it was a great reading. What did, what did you, what was what would you say, James? Oh, you know, when Joe did me, it was like I said, she need she told me something that I needed to hear. And I thought that was very interesting because I, I feel like you meet people at a certain time for a certain reason. And it was nice when Joe came along because I was a little turmoil going on inside myself. And it was nice to have her kind of set me back on my path. She was very uncanny in her accuracy. And I also like that, you know, that she kind of picked up on us being friends in other lives because we do have a very strong bond, my friend. Yeah, and we do. It, it's we nice do. to have someone you know, kind of confirmed that, you know, maybe there's something more to our friendship. And we're so open-minded, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That is a trip. Oh my God, I've had so much fun. And now, and now, James, you know you've confirmed the Louisiana. Haven't confirmed the gangster, but I'm pretty sure I had something to do with gangsters back in the day. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can take that into meditation sure. and ask your spirit guides to show you, and you'll get your own snippets. Remember, you are oh. psychic yourself. Right, and she told me the name of my spirit guide. Yeah. She was like, Kelly, who's Mabel? I have no idea, Joe, who's Mabel. It's like, Mabel's your spirit guide. Well, okay. Yep. I learned all these things. This is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. She did. It was a very cool experience. Very cool. I'm so glad. Very, very cool. Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. We truly appreciate it. We're going to definitely have to have you come back again in the future. Again, it's thewokeakashic.com. All the information will be in the podcast description. Wonderful. I was it was it's a wonderful conversation. Thank it was you. so much fun. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. That was some crazy shit. That was <laughs> that, that was some crazy shit, my shit, my soul sister. My mind is blown. We're in the same soul tribe. And you know what's funny? I have used that terminology with us before. Have yeah. I not? Yeah, I you have. I wish because sometimes you had video because I'm over here shaking my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have used that same terminology. So when she said that we're in the same soul tribe or whatever, I'm like, oh, I've used that same terminology. That was such a trip. That's some crazy shit. That's crazy. That was very cool. That was a very cool experience. I like Joe a lot. If you are looking at having somebody go into the Akashic record for you or Maybe you want to know about your soul blueprint. She is definitely, I would definitely recommend her. Um, just in my own experience, I she was dead on accurate for me. Yeah. And she sent us both the recordings of our readings so that we could go back and, and refer to them. And so I, I my mind was blown. And my mind was blown when I sat down with her. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a trip when I was... When I started, I was so anxious. It was, it was a trip. And then as we got further along into it, you know, I got more comfortable with what she was saying. Things started connecting. You know, I, I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, she's describing who I am. And then by the end of the reading, I was, I was very content. Were you? That's cool. I, I felt really good. You know, I, I've had a lot of readings before. I felt she was accurate. I highly recommend her. That was a good time. That, that was, was a good time. Cool. And in fact, right. me and you are going to do a reading with her. Like yeah, the together. Since she says we're soul mates together to see what past lives we've we've had together. I think that would be very, very cool. So, yeah. Wow. So, next week, another episode. A guest. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep you wondering. No, no, it, there'll be a guest. <laughs> but you don't know who. Yeah, but we don't know who, but there'll yeah. be a guest. But anyway, James, next week. Hey, keep your minds open, people. To listen to past episodes, Connect with us on social media or to email us, visit us at www.thatsomecrazyshippodcast.com. Again, that's some crazy shit podcast.com.